0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. On News Radio 930 WBEN, this is Buffalo Means Business, where we tell the stories of local businesses and services. I'm Randy Bushover. If there's a business or service you'd like to hear featured, send me an email at randy.bushover at intercom.com. Joined by Dan Gerena, principal in Friedmaxxic's Business Intelligence Practice. And Dan, just a little bit about you. uh, How long have you worked for Freed Maxick?
1: Sure. I've been with Freed for about three years. Uh, By nature, I'm a data geek. Um, So, I actually studied economics and got an MBA in finance and then all the nerdy stuff, sort of self-taught. But I've been with the organization for about three years now.
0: And was this a a position that was like newly created within their structure?
1: Yeah. I think uh, Freed Maxick does a lot of consulting. And in pursuit of that, what ultimately happens is you have lots of data that's generated and trying to make sense of it. And so what we realized as a firm was we we needed to create the capability to harness all that data and to simplify the process of understanding where opportunities existed in terms of improving organizations' outcomes. And so the concept of hey, we could do this internally and um, build out a team that whose primary focus is business intelligence came about, and I came on to lead that.
0: And you've mentioned a couple of key things here, the, the notion of big data and business intelligence. Is there like a chicken and egg thing, or do they kind of work together? There wasn't really one that came first and necessarily led to the other?
1: Sure. So data has always existed, right, for, well, not always, but for the last couple of decades, obviously. And the challenge for most organizations is, it lives in different silos. Um, you've got payroll systems, you've got accounts receivable and, and revenue systems, you've got uh, patient or customer uh, information. And so the challenge for any organization is, how do you pull that all together and see a holistic view of your customers, the products you're producing, and the processes that go behind all of that? Um, so the data has always been uh, in existence, the challenge is harnessing it. And so with with the advent of, of tools that help you visualize data. That's sort of where business intelligence started to flourish.
0: And again, uh, just probably reiterating what you just mentioned, you're you're dealing with uh, looking at things like sales, revenue, receivables collection, labor, and and customer satisfaction, all of those things, and then kind of collating them and then presenting, here's where things are good for you, here's where things are not so good for you. Is that basically
1: Yeah, conceptually, that's right. If uh, any organization, if you think about you know, when they plan for the future, it's how do I do things more effectively and efficiently, perhaps cheaper? Um, how do I get more profit margin out of a certain product or service, right? So the, the, the labor that goes into it, uh, the sales that are generated from those processes, the collection of the cash, the feedback from customers, that all has to be integrated together in order to, to identify where your opportunities exist. I, I need to do more of this and less of this.
0: Is this something that actually was applied within Mexic first before you branched out and, and proposed this for other companies?
1: Uh, ironically, no. Uh, ironically, we're, we're starting to leverage our own data. We're starting to eat our own dog food, if you will, right? So we're we're, we're looking at where, uh, from a strategic perspective, where we have opportunities to, to focus on specific industries and service lines. Um, and that all happened with the capability of the ability With the capability of harnessing that data
0: should also point out when we're talking about the whole uh, notion of business intelligence it's not just targeted big business small business in between business it 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 literally could work and will work for all
1: that's right we have some really large clients um, that you would know right off the top of your head and some smaller firms uh, law firms construction firms etc all of the, what they all have in common is they have information they have data and they, it really takes a, a specific skill set to bring all that together and tell a story with that data. So the size of the organization uh, uh, honestly what we with the, in regards to the size of the organization what we see is the smaller organizations honestly have this need uh, more so than the larger ones because they don't have the skill sets and investments in technology that we have uh, at freed in order to do this.
0: Speaking with Dan Jarena, he is with Freedmaxic, the principal in Freedmaxic's business intelligence practice. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. And not necessarily needing to hear the names of those businesses you've worked with, but can you give us some examples of how you've worked with particular companies to make things better for them?
1: Sure, no problem. So a lot of our Clients are in healthcare, for instance, uh, various settings in healthcare. We have uh, long term care facilities, hospice, uh, physician practices, large health systems, and the, the challenges are, are, are similar regardless of the size of those organizations, in, in that they're trying to uh, understand the value of the services that they provide and the outcomes for the patients, for instance, relative to what it costs. Um, and are they being as productive as possible? Um, so healthcare specifically has very thin profit margins. Um, so regardless of the, of those settings, we're helping them to understand where they're overutilizing overtime, for instance. Um, which uh, customers uh, do they have an opportunity to collect receivables from uh, on, on a more efficient basis? Um, so healthcare, obviously, in in our uh, region, is a big. Uh, uh, client base. We also have clients in manufacturing. They want to understand uh, what products are selling and, and uh, from a, c- a customer perspective, which customers are their, their um, sales increasing for. Is it government uh, clients? Is it private clients? Geographically, uh, which products are selling where? Um, so, It really applies across the continuum of industries in terms of if you've got data, there's probably a need to leverage it a little more effectively to understand where your opportunities are.
0: So, from a manufacturing standpoint, as you just mentioned, you you do work with those clients. Uh, Is it as simple as, this item's not selling, you should maybe discontinue it? Or is it maybe even deeper than that in what kind of knowledge you can give them?
1: Oftentimes, it's deeper. Uh, It's really understanding is it priced effectively? Are we going after the right market? Um, so, it, it's understanding 50,000-foot view. Uh, it's one thing to know what's selling and what's not. What we really help to do is to peel back the layers of the onion and determine whether that is consistent in terms of geography. Um, are there similar items that would that are selling to uh, different types of industry that they can change their sales approach? Um, so, it, it, we're really getting down to the root causes, as opposed to just looking at, from a 50,000 foot perspective, what's happening.
0: So in a, in a larger sense, this is something that's kind of permeated the sports world too, the whole notion of the analytics that, that you're describing. Mm-hmm. And you're literally uh, able to fine tune things to such a point that you really can, up the profit margin in the case of these corporations, as you mentioned, and other things, right?
1: That's right. Um, and, and if you think about the parallel in sports, it's really understanding where someone, a particular athlete, adds value, right? That are, is not a traditional measure. Uh, it's not the traditional home runs and runs batted in. It's more so the concept of um, in the clutch, when we need you to perform, you're performing. And, and all of that is obviously driven by, you know, developing your own nuanced metrics and and a lot of organizations they use the traditional revenue and sales metrics but if you don't go deeper you're really not going to understand where your true opportunities are so i think that's a great parallel and
0: something we can't lose sight of is that this is a long-term process so naturally any number of these factors that you look at will change over time so you may Uh, even a month later, I'm guessing, or maybe probably more likely a couple months later, come back with a different result or a different thing to tell a certain company.
1: That's true. Uh, What we're doing when we implement our solution is we're not just building a a measurement uh, tool based on a static set of data. Um, We're refreshing on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And so when you're an organization, you're using that information strategically to say, I should be doing more of this, less of that. And now you have a measurement tool to to measure your progress to say, am I doing the right things? I said it, my initiative was I want to do, uh, be more efficient, for instance, and reduce my overtime. Am I changing the trajectory? If not, why not? Uh, And where? Um, So our solution is really a, a living, breathing um, platform that once we deploy it, uh, it continues on.
0: And going back to the healthcare uh, part that you mentioned, uh, I'm mindful, and I don't want to try to step in some like current events, but there have been some issues with staffing. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned overtime was one of the issues that you looked into. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is the staffing, because I, I'm I'm guessing I have kind of a preconceived notion here, in a nursing home setting, you may actually have more patients than you have people to take care of them mm-hmm. from time to time. Mm-hmm. So that kind of would feed into the whole overtime thing. But just staffing in general may be a little off for some?
1: Yeah. And the way we, we consider the approach is instead of just looking at pure uh, salary and overtime utilization, we align it to to an actual measure, for instance, patients, uh, widgets produced, et cetera, and combine that those two sets of data, which historically live in different silos of data to a a more so productivity measure. How often does Dan do X uh, produce X for instance Um, so when you put it in those terms you understand that you're you, t- you may tend to be overstaffed on the weekends and understaffed at noon on a Monday. And then you can react to that. So, so it's not just purely looking at, hey, we're always overworked. It's understanding where those peaks and valleys uh, occur and, and the integration of data from different uh, data sources allows you to sort of produce a productivity measure.
0: When you work with these businesses, companies, do you sometimes get a little pushback? Like, no, that's not possible. That's not going to work. And then you have to try to explain it so that they understand that, yeah, yeah we've had this experience before, it will work?
1: Uh, most organizations we work with understand that, gee, if I understood where my opportunities were a little more granularly, I could make improvements. So conceptually, I think they're on board with that. They know that, hey, in 2020, I want to do this more efficiently. So what we're really doing is, is using technology and our services as an enabler of that um, to get them there.
0: So, in essence, you're not going to walk in and tell them to completely change a logo they've had, like, for 50 years or something like that?
1: <laughs> no, I leave that to the marketing folks. Really, it's, it's just uh, taking the information that they already produce and shining a light on it, bringing it together so they can make their own strategical and tactic, tactical decisions using it.
0: Now, to, to get out the word for what you're doing at FreedMaxx specifically, is this uh, something where you've gone to companies and said, hey, we can do this for you? Or... Are companies kind of hearing that you're doing this and coming to you?
1: It really works both ways. Uh, Our work in healthcare, for instance, um, when we do work, for instance, for a hospice uh, in the region... Uh, that hospice speaks to other hospices, and, and we actually now have hospices out of state that we're, we're doing similar work for. Um, uh, or sometimes we have existing uh, relationships uh, as a firm where we may do their audit, and as we're doing their audit, we, under, we are hearing, hey, you know, I'm really having trouble with, with wrangling all this information. If I had better insight, uh, I think we could do better, and, and we're brought, in, uh, brought to the table in that manner.
0: Well, Dan, I very much appreciate the time. Uh, best way, from what I understand, to get in touch with you guys, freedmaxic.com, the website. It's Dan Jerena. He is principal in Freedmaxic's business intelligence practice. This is Buffalo Means Business on News Radio 930 WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours.